Man, you guys like to make fun of me because I don't have the wireless earbuds in my ear all the time when I'm riding my bike or I'm I'm jogging. That's because they don't fit my ears, man. I've never found one that fits in my ears. And then I got a little gift from Raycon wireless earbuds. And I went, whoa, not only do things fit, but they sound fantastic. Go to buyraycon.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-B. Today, get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash shop to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash shop. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and your boy is stoked on it. My Broncos are going to be good this year, baby. We got Russell Wilson, also the LA Rams, the LA Chargers. It's a good time to be a football fan. You got NFL, UFC, make bank with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B SHOW, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code SHOBSHOW. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsman partner in the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See next page for directions of disclaimer. Again, download DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOPSHOW. And now, Brandon Six What's poppin' thickies, Happer, 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 Happy, what is it, Labor Day? Yep. Labor Day. I do not uh, acknowledge this holiday here at Thick Boy. There's a few holidays I do. This is not one of them. Um, Monday's holiday holds a much deeper meaning rooted in 19th century fight for fair working conditions. Yep, but it's 2022 now, so most people work from home, so days <coughs> off. You have enough days off. Yeah. What are you? What are you, teachers? You know what I'm saying? Teachers should be more compensated, but more days off. My kid has way too many days off. They've been making shit up. Oh, it's Star Wars Thursday. This is the day Star Wars came out. We'd like to acknowledge that and honor Star Wars. May the fourth. Yep, May the fourth. They take May the fourth off. Oh, it's Happy Gilmore Wednesday. We're big Adam Sandler fans. We're gonna take Wednesday off every fucking july 9th or whatever you're like all right you're just making shit up now to get days off mm-hmm. yeah i mean labor, labor it was 2022 most people work from home and if they have to come in twice a week they complain so you're not here you know i mean if you listen i'm hr if you have complaints about the holidays submit your holiday one off and i'll get back to you okay <laughs> christmas you got it daddy it's christmas come on i'm not the grinch i'm not scrooge yeah. you don't have to work on christmas Outside that, we're working here. And by working, I mean we'll shoot to two. And then you have the rest of the afternoon off. All right? Great, grand, wonderful. Fresh off the plane from Austin, Texas, visiting my friend Joseph Rogan, who's the official governor of uh, Texas now. So, yeah, that's cool. They just just told me he's governor now, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, It was such a good time. And Brian's here could not look rare. And his he's completely gray, right? He's completely gray. It there. looks super gray there. For and some he'd reason. say it's the lighting, but I'd say it's your life, right? It's just how he looks these days. Look at Jamie. Yeah, J- Jamie's actually in shape, but yeah, you know, all of us looked like uh, Father Time slapped us <laughs> in the face with his dick. That's what we've all we haven't done this in quite some time. We're all a lot. Everyone's a lot grayer, a lot thicker. Some good thick, some are mm-hmm. bad thick. I don't want to go through everybody, and then uh, you know. Father Time slapped us with his big wet dick in the face. And a lot of guys are gray. 
Rogan's 55 and better shape than everybody in that picture, so that's cool. But he's a he's the governor of Texas. It was a good time, man. That's it. I mean, it's just the easiest. It's just a weird chemistry thing. Like when the four of us get together, like it's so cool that you guys brought it back. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. We'll do. We're planning to do some more too. Hell yeah! Forget how fun it is. It was so fun, man. So so fun. Uh, barely watched any of the fights, but uh, you know, we watched the. I, I'd say we watched most of the co-main event and the main event for UFC France. Uh, we'll go through that really quick and then we'll cover it because you have the big UFC pay-per-view this weekend. You got Nate Diaz versus Hamzat, which we'll get to. Um, just to recap, uh, what we covered on Fight Campaign with uh, UFC Paris. You know, in the main event, you had uh, Cyril Gaon and Tai Tuavasa. You know, didn't disappoint. And uh, I don't think anybody loses value. And uh, I think Cyril Gaon's value goes up for getting a finish, and he did look fantastic. You know, because Cyril again, you got to remember, he's only been fighting for four years, mixed martial arts, four years. And he's the number one, number two guy in the world. So he's pretty freaking talented. He's going to get better over time. Um, but, you know, the knock on him is he can be a little boring to sit back and just pick guys apart. If they don't take chances, it, you know, he'll, he'll ride out a decision. But when guys do take chances, like Tai Tuavasa or other gentlemen, uh, you get a fight on your hands. And Tai Tuavasa is the perfect dance partner to bring the excitement out of Cyril Gaon. And again, I don't think the stock on Tai Tuavasa goes down. If anything, it goes up. How fun is he? How can you not root? Her? Thank you, sir. Happy holiday. Happy, <laughs> happy fucking we're overworked. Here's happy we're overworked, even though we work from home day. Okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, cheers, everybody. But, uh, you know, I thought Tai Tuavasa brought it. Is He fought how we thought he was going to fight. I also think he... You know, even to my um, from my perspective, he also showed he deserves to be there. He's he's a top caliber heavyweight. You know, he didn't just go in there and brawl. He didn't go in there and just make it a dog fight and close the gap and you know take hits coming in. He used his footwork, had some really good leg kicks. I thought the leg kicks were there even more if he wanted. Um, you know, and he did knock Cyril Gunn down to to his ass, which before he got KO'd, that was the biggest moment in the fight. I thought he was going to finish him. Because usually the one of the best things about Taito Vasa, if he hurts you, man, it's on. He smells blood in that water. He's going to get you out of there. Just shows you at the caliber Cyril Ghan is because he got dropped, man. First time ever, too. Wobble yeah. bad. And, you know, he's not an easy guy to hit. You look at his yeah. uh, pedigree, you look at his track record, like, you know, a lot of JDS couldn't do it. Rosenstrue couldn't. There's a lot of guys he couldn't do that to him. And Taito Vasa, world-class, man. He's a world-class fighter. Straight up. World class. I mean, look, Volkov can do that to him. Derek Lewis, and these are all you know. These guys are known for the striking. So yeah, Junior Dos Santos, one of the best to ever do it. Granted, longer in the tooth. By longer, I mean all the long, long in the tooth. Uh, Rosenstruck, good striker. Volkov, good striker. Derek Lewis, good striker. Francis, obviously, just grappled him. Demon, you know, strike with him. And then you got Taito Vasa. So they're giving fights to make it exciting. Um, but he has to. Guys have to take chances when they do. He has the talent to fuck you up, man. And again, he's only been fighting mixed martial arts for four years. Remember that. So he's going to get a lot better. He's probably the future of the division. I just don't know. You know, he's he's in a weird spot, even though this is a huge win for him. He's in a weird spot because you look at the heavyweight division, there's this tall, looming monster shadow just hanging over the division, just waiting to jump in. His name's John Jones. 
And that's the money fight. That's the marquee fight. That's the fight the UFC's waiting on. And it's, you know, it's even though Saragon's ranked number one, um, it's John Jones' division. Even though Francis Champ, it's John Jones' division. It's he's gonna dictate what happens uh for Cyril Gon's career, for Stepe's career, for Francis's career. So it it all comes down to one guy and it's John Jones. That's how talented John Jones is. So we're just waiting for it. You know, he's just looming in the shadows, waiting for them to send him a contract. Cause from what I've heard, he's ready to go. It's the other guys not ready to go. It's a steep bay not ready to go. It's a, you know, some of the other guys aren't ready to go. Clearly, Francis isn't ready to go. So I think you're going to get uh, a, a steep bay announcement uh, end of December. I think they close out that big card December. You get a John Jones steep bay winner of that fights Francis if Francis decides to go that route. I feel like some of the gossip, some of the hype around Francis versus Tyson Fury is over. I feel like that ship's kind of set sail a little bit. I think Francis getting injured, being out for so long, Fury talking about retirement, but now Fury's calling out Usyk. Uh So, you know, Fury's in, he's out. He's in, he's out. Fury's not really mentioning Francis. So if you're Francis, it's kind of a scary road. You could leave the UFC, but let's say in this crazy fight world that we live in, you don't get that Tyson Fury fight. Where do you plan on making the most, you know, where are you going to make the most money and fight the biggest guys and get the most fame? You know, one championship not doesn't have a heavy, you know, roster as far as heavyweights go. You could be the king over there. Um, depending on the contracts, the guarantees they give you, you might make more money, you know. Um but really, when it, when it comes to boxing, he did say, you know, my me taking a professional boxing fight or few fights isn't predicated on Tyson Fury. It's like, well, I, I do think there is a world where if Tyson Fury, for whatever reason, let's say he fights Usyk and they do that, whatever, two or three more times, Tyson isn't going to throw in a Francis into the, in the mix as he's fighting an Usyk or a Joshua or Deontay Wilder that that or a Andy Ruiz, you know, which we'll get to fought this past weekend. So for Tyson, like this is kind of a, it's a, you know, I don't want to say it's a circus. It's not because Francis is the best heavyweight in the world right now. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not a circus fight, but it is, you know, um, it's kind of a, a dessert if you want to call it for, for, from his, you know, from his main entree, you know, his main entree is being the best boxer in the world, which he is. And in order to do that, he has to focus on guys like Usyk, even though I thought he was retired. So the, 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 the France fight made a lot more sense, but it sounds like he does want to take his shots at Usyk, which is the toughest fight possible for Tyson Fury, even though Tyson Fury is a lot bigger, but you know, as far as technique wise goes career wise, uh, Usyk's a bad Ukrainian. He is a bad motherfucker. Even though he's undersized, only at 220, that dude is no joke. So for Francis, I think when he says it's just not predicated on Tyson Fury, I think that's smart because you could get, I think, maybe a, a Joshua fight or a Wilder fight. I think they would entertain it, you know, especially Joshua coming off these two losses. It's kind of no man's land. But again, if guys are going to decide to do this, it takes them out of this rat race in the heavyweight division boxing because you you don't want to get sidetracked with this and then try to get back into the mix because you know the heavyweight division is really you got you look at it you got deontay wilder who's coming back fight soon and he'll fight uh 
Andy Ruiz if he wins because Andy Ruiz just won last night against uh, Ortiz, which was I thought it was a fun fight. You, dude, Andy Ruiz has no business being that thick and that fast. It is insane, dude. And the tattoos are throw you for a loop, but man, that boy is stupid thick. You know what I'm saying? So you got Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder, Usyk, Fury, Joshua. Can have a five man, you know, horse there. So. If you're going to entertain a Francis fight that kind of takes you out of that race, you know, and I th most of those guys are in that race and balls deep into that race, unless Deontay Wilder were to get upset, unless Andy Ruiz were to get upset, then one of those guys might entertain a Francis fight. But in general, I think France will be waiting a little bit. Uh, and by a little bit, I mean at least a year, year and a half, maybe two years to get one of those big cash cows. Let's take a little break for me chatting your ear off about the fight game. Appleton, Wisconsin, you're up this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Appleton, Wisconsin, this freaking week. Thick Boy Tour in September starts with you in Appleton, Wisconsin. Then right after that, next week, Ontario, California, Ontario, Improv, one of my favorite clubs, September 15th through the 17th. That's a Thursday through Saturday. And then I end September's tour dates in Boston. Favorite city, Boston. I'm coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That bad boy almost sold out. And then Canada, I got a little surprise for you coming soon on out. Soon Canada's coming up in October. Haven't been there a hot second. But Alpton, Wisconsin, you're up this week. Tickets at thickboy.com. Get you some. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and your boy is stoked on it. My Broncos are going to be good this year, baby. We got Russell Wilson. Also, the L.A. Rams, the L.A. Chargers. It's a good time to be a football fan. But listen, it's a good time to watch the NFL and make bank, bro, with DraftKings Sportsbook. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they're giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they lose the game, if they get up at 10 point, whether the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, they win, lose, doesn't matter. You get paid if they get up 10, all right? MMA fans, don't forget, too, there's a big UFC 279 this freaking Saturday. You have freaking Hamzat, Nate Diaz. There's so many parlays you can do on that. If you think Nate Diaz is going to win, you can make some money on that. He's plus 675. I think he's if he does win, it's after the third round. So you can bet on those prop bets like Nate Diaz winning TKO, submission, past three rounds. There's all sorts of fun stuff to do on there. Yeah, NFL, UFC, make bank with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B SHOW, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code SHOBSHOW only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsman partner in the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See next page for directions of disclaimer. Again, download DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW show man you guys like to make fun of me because i don't have the wireless earbuds in my ear all the time when i'm riding my bike or i'm um, jogging that's because they don't fit my ears man i've never found one that fits in my ears and then i got a little gift from raycon wireless earbuds and i went whoa not only do things fit but they sound fantastic it's the only earbud i use because the only earbud that fits my ear it comes with different freaking perfect in-air fits 
optimized gel tips, baby. That's right. Raycons, I swear by them. I love them. They look, they feel, they sound better than ever. They give you eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life, which is priceless, baby. You get quality auto at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. All right, it's noise isolation. They got an awareness mode. They get all sorts of stuff. I, again, my ears are weird. Look at them. Looks like a tortellini. They fit my ear. They don't fall out. They're fantastic. Go to buyraycon.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-B. Today, get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash shop to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash shop. So if you're his team, you got to sit down and go, all right, as far as MMA goes, where is the best fit for us? I do think it's the UFC. Um, as far as boxing goes, that's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a wait to get one of those big, you know, golden gooses. Obviously, Fury's the number one golden goose, especially if he beats uh, Usyk. So if he beats Usyk, there's nothing really left for him. That's the best case for uh, Francis. But you know, they wouldn't fight to probably early next year, mid next year, and then and then you talk about a, a France fight. If you do it right with the promotion. You're looking at a late fight of 2023. You know, so for Francis, yeah, there's big money to be made out there in boxing, but boxing, especially at the heavyweight division, is popping right now. And those guys want to, you know, focus on boxing. So I think the loser in all that would be Francis. So, and also, Cyril Gunn, because Francis has decided what, what he wants to do, but I do think what's going to help kind of motivate Francis is if John fights Stipe in December and John absolutely annihilates him and goes, I'm the best heavyweight in the world. There's no doubt about it. Francis, if you're scared, I get it. Go fight somewhere else. But if not, I'm your Huckleberry. That could get Francis to resign with UFC and, and, and get that big marquee fight. So if you get John takes out Stipe, which is a big if, but – Odds are he will. And then the buildup of Francis John would be nutsos. 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 And it'd be cool if the UFC played ball where they tell Francis, dude, resign with us for a six-fight deal, right? So we get these crazy fights out of him with John and Cyril Gaon again because I would like to see him versus Cyril Gaon at full health. So if you get Cyril Gaon, Francis, you got John there, you got Curtis Blades, even though, you know, I know he lost to him, but, you know, different guy right now. So, It'd be cool if the UFC went, we'll sign you a six-fight deal and we'll let you box like we did Connor. Mm -hmm. That'd be best case scenario. Hopefully they do that. But uh, for Cheryl Gunn, yeah, it's uh, for him next, you know, probably Curtis Blades. Pavlich is a problem. Tom Aspinall's out a hot second. Derek Lewis is on losing streak. Volkov losing streak. Rosenstreak losing streak. You know, those those top five are, you know, and I would say top six, but Aspinall's out with the, the leg injury for a hot second. So he he would have been a good one uh, for Cyril Gunn. But, uh, yeah, so you got Taito Vasa, you got Stipe, you got Cyril Gunn, Chris Blades, Francis, you know, it's stacked. And you got John just looming over everybody. So it's going to be interesting what they do, but a, a Cyril Gunn, Chris Blades uh, match could, could make a lot yeah. of sense there. Because outside that, I mean, up Pavlich right there, you know, but no, the big dogs, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then Aspinall's injured. Every division is popping right now, man, especially top six. It's fun. And John, if John comes back, so fun. So fun. Can't wait. He's coming back. Guarantee it. December. Um, in the co main event, you had, uh, this should have been a five round fight. You had Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori. Man, 
Robert Whitaker definitely had um, a speed advantage in this. I thought Vittori, when he was going forward and pressuring him, even though he was getting hit, that was the move. But at some point, you know, the gas tank, maybe a little bit of the pressure, and he backed off, and that's when Robert Whitaker started to land. And then after that, it was kind of, you know, the blueprint for Robert Whitaker: don't let Vittori be first, don't let Vittori pressure you, and he just went to work. And Robert Whitaker proved why he's, you know, the best middleweight in the world outside of Izzy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, just can't really beat Izzy. And for Izzy, again, the, the middleweight and heavyweight is so interesting because for Izzy, right, he fights Piera soon here. For Izzy, Piera stylistically is a, is a tough matchup, right? Because they're both strikers, and he beat him previously in glory and stuff like that. Everyone wants to, you know, focus on that. But if you go back and watch that fight, Izzy was actually winning that fight the entire time until he got kind of rocked there. But, um, you know, if Izzy gets past Piera, I, I don't know. I don't, are you just going to chill around? And to Rogan's point, uh, we talked about in the fight campaign, he goes, just stick around and, and be the guy. Who just dominate? Be the best middleweight of all time. Just dominate everybody. My God, in the new age of the UFC, it's these guys. They want more. They want to be, you know, uh, double champs, and they they want to move up and go for the big money and become two title holders and stuff like that. So I, I just I don't know. I don't know. So um, for Izzy to jump to light heavyweight, especially if. You know, Jan loses his next fight, so he doesn't have to worry about a Jan, a big grappler, like a Glover who can really grapple. So for Izzy to go up there and fight Yeri or something like that, I think makes a lot of sense. And for him, can he stay at that level and stay motivated? I guess like John did. John did at light heavyweight, just dominated everybody. But there was also a lot of big names, and he'd have to keep fighting over and over. Grandy fought Gustvin twice, fought DC twice, you know, but there was a lot of superstars, a lot of, a lot of meat for him. You know, if he's T-Rex, there's a lot of sheep for him to eat alive in that cage. So for his, he could do that. I think, you know, it's a motivational thing. Are you motivated to fight Robert Whitaker a third time, even though you're 2-0? You know, mm-hmm. if Vittori won, are you motivated to fight Vittori a third time, even though you've won both times, you know? So now if Pierre wins, the division's interesting because obviously you get a rematch with Izzy, but also Izzy's by far the best matchup for him because everybody else in that division can wrestle. That'd be a problem for Pierre, and it's going to be a short career at the top. But if he gets by Izzy, you know, we go in Sizzler. So it's interesting, man. Uh The UFC could be chaos. The UFC could be straight chaos, and that leads us to this main event of the pay-per-view this weekend, which is UFC 279. Pure chaos. You have Nate Diaz versus Hamzat, which in most odds makers' eyes, fans' eyes, UFC brass eyes besides Dana, even though he's, you know, playing damage control, this is a straight slaughter fest. You know, you have Hamzat at a, a surging uh, minus two, uh, minus, yeah, what was he, minus 2,200? No, right now it's minus 1,150. And the only reason that's even minus 1,150 is because the straight crazed fan base of Nate Diaz put a lot of money on Nate, so it fluctuates, you know? But if you got it at the f- jump, you know, he was a minus 2,200. Oh, I think when he first came at minus 2,400. So that's insane in the UFC. But when you talk about chaos, straight chaos, what if Nate Diaz wins? He very well could. It's MMA, man. Never put it past the guy. Now, I'll, I'll tell you how it should work if the world's normal. 
if if the if we're not living in an alternate reality, how it should work, and that's why he's a minus fucking seventeen hundred. I'll tell you how it should work. The way it should work is Hamzat gets him out of there in under two rounds, and it's a complete fucking bully beatdown. So he uh, he's won one fight um, since two thousand sixteen. That'd be six years. He beat Anthony Pettis. And then, the, the, and then before that, he beat um, Conor McGregor in 2016. Then he lost to Conor in the rematch in 2016, right? And then in 2019, he won against Anthony Pettis. He lost to Jorge. That was really bad. And then he lost to Leon Edwards. Not the best. So, you know, in the most recent fights, 2019, which isn't that recent, three years ago, and then Leon Edwards' his most recent, which is June of last year, so about a year and change, you know, year and two months, um, you know, that Leon Edwards fight, kids, was not close. I know the media, you know, Nate landed a one punch at the end there, but that fight in general was not close. Now, he did go against the champ. Leon Edwards, the current champ, and uh, that fight was staged for Leon Edwards to beat the shit out of him, and then Leon Edwards goes on to fight for a title. But, you know, that fight, unfortunately for Leon Edwards, didn't go the way he wanted to in the last 30 seconds. And he got clipped. That was the narrative. That was the story. The Nate Diaz fan base runs with it. The marketing behind it, the publicity, it's all about Nate, not Leon. Fucks Leon over. But if you go back and watch that fight, it wasn't very competitive. And the fight before that in 2019 against Jorge Masvidal, not very competitive. There's some 10-8 rounds there. He got annihilated by Jorge Masvidal. Beats Anthony Pettis, right? But again, that's you'll get 2019. So... Again, if you go through just very black and white, no, do I like the guy? Do I not like the guy? Just being on an outside perspective as a, if I was an analyst, quote unquote, you would look at this and go, oh, this is a terrible matchup for Nate Diaz. He's going to get absolutely annihilated. Um, you know, Nate's best chance, I think, is on the feet with his volume punching and wearing Hamzat out. Because remember, Hamzat, in the, in the Gilbert Burns fight where we saw him look human, and he looked very human. He got rocked, lost that second round, came back, weathered the storm, won the third round, dug deep. Um, you know, this is five rounds. This is a five-round fight. Nate Diaz gets better after three. His, his cardio and everything is better mm -hmm. after the third round. So those championship rounds could be where Nate Diaz flourishes, man. You know, so if you pick Nate to win the fourth or fifth round, it's not a terrible bet. TKO in the fourth or fifth round. Um, or unless you were to, Hamzat's exhausted from punching Nate Diaz in the face and uh, decides to take Nate down, Nate does have the capabilities to submit Hamzat. Early on, though, if you guys are banking on Nate going, good luck with uh, Nate Diaz on the ground, cool. Early on, while Hamzat's not sweaty and he has energy, his advantage is on the feet and the ground. He's going to mollywop Nate. He's going to ragdoll Nate Diaz around that octagon. He's going to take him down whenever he wants. And that ground and pound and his his style of grappling is the exact opposite of Nate Diaz. He does not play a traditional jiu-jitsu game. It's a very Dagestanian, uh, Chechenian, break-you-at-all-costs style, and that is a nightmare for a traditional jiu-jitsu guy. A nightmare. A fucking nightmare. So if Hamzat is as good as we think he is, and we're living in reality in 2022, Hamzat should absolutely mop the floor with Nate Diaz. But all that being said, the world is weird. Some people think it's flat. 
Some people think certain things aren't real. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of fake news out there. There's a whole agenda with the government. There's all sorts of weird stuff, right? Who freaking, there's so many ways to lose in the UFC. Who knows how Hamzat feels being this big of a favorite. Did Hamzat learn from the Gilbert Burns fight? Did his team tighten things up? Is he going to stick to the game plan? Or is he going to go, oh, Nate Diaz, you know, because trust me, Nate Diaz is going to be flipping him off and there's me in his face. He, I, I, in my head, I picture Nate Diaz bloody flipping him off, getting in his face. Hamzat doesn't have a ton of experience. Does that get Hamzat out of his professional game plan and he starts to play that game with Nate? Because then the odds start to favor Nate a little bit in that, you know? Because Hamzat did that against Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns is nowhere near the caliber of guy when it comes inside that octagon that pulls those shenanigans. Nate will lure you in. Nate will talk all this shit and get you out of your out of your mental space. Next thing you know, you're like, why am I trading with this guy? And that's what he wants. And for Nate, the longer this fight goes, the better. So if Hamzat doesn't get done by the third round, you and you put your entire you know kids' college tuition on Hamzat, you're gonna be your asshole's gonna be this fucking tight. Because the longer this fight goes, the better it is for Nate Diaz. But again, and I'm not betting on the fight. And if I were, I'd put money on Nate Diaz because I want to make money. The, the chance of you know making money on Hamza, you got to put so much up, it's not, it's not even worth it. So if you want to make money, it's, it's Nate Diaz going past three rounds, winning you know, uh, via submission or TKO in the fourth or fifth round. He ain't doing it in the first or second. Hamza's too much of tidal wave, too young, too ambitious. I, I would assume the camp he comes from, he's going to stick to a game plan, and this should be an absolute beatdown. That being, and that's why there's so much backlash. That's why there's so much backlash um, to that show. My son keeps FaceTime. Let me see. You can keep playing it. Let me see what he wants. What's up, dude? Hi, Daddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing right <laughs> I'm at work, pal. What are you doing? Nothing is Mike there? Nope. No, you, Mike or Mike or Mark. Mark's here. Or what do you mean? You mean like Mike Stud? Mike. Oh, Big Mike. Yeah, Big Mike's here. No, the one that's no, yeah, Mike Stud. No, he Mike Stud <laughs> is not here. No, nope, he doesn't work here, buddy. He's making music. But do you have the same job as you? Nope, he's a musician. <laughs> That's why we listen to him on the radio, pal, when we drive to Malibu. Mike is, I think it, Mark. Mark's right there, dude. There's Uncle Mark. T, let me uh, knock this shot, buddy, and then we'll go to that Malibu cook-off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> My dad? <laughs> what? All right, T, I love you, buddy. Let me get back to work, okay, pal? Where, where we go to the car show at, they have this big fair there with a bunch of rides and stuffies and you play games and they have a carousel and roller coasters. Yeah, they have stuffies there, dude. Stuffies. I think so. We'll find out, man. But yeah, let me get through this uh, show, okay? All right. I love you, buddy. I'll see you soon. Love you. Be nice. All right. Be nice to your brother. Love you. <laughs> Sorry about so that. Is the day off Labor Day? <laughs> Days off for parents, you're like fuck. I mean, I enjoy it because you know I have to be on the road on Thursday, so I get to spend a lot of time with them. But for regular parents, days off, you're like fuck. What are we gonna do with these kids, man? 
I enjoy it, you know, because I don't have a regular nine to five. Yeah. But for regular parents, they're like sweating bullets. <laughs> like the summer's off are a beast for parents. And there's a cookout today? Yeah, Mabu uh, cookoff. It started on Friday. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think Monday. Okay, cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. Stuffies too, huh? Stuffed animals? He loves stuffed animals. Yeah. You know, a kid doesn't. Yeah. But I fuck up because if I get him a stuffed animal, not his brother, get his brother, his brother wanted a dinosaur. I'm like, dude, just get the same thing as Tiger. <laughs> You're going to be upset if you don't get it. He's like, no, I want this T-Rex. I'm like, all right, cool, get it. You get back home, he's crying because he don't have the same stuffy as his brother. <laughs> so now we, I got to go back to the goddamn store and get that same stuffy. Hope they have too. Dad life, man. Yeah, dad life. Dad life. Uh, back to the fucking show. Sorry, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, so Nate Diaz, Homblatt, it's a fascinating fight. Even though we know one is a complete underdog, he's the underdog, and it's Nate Diaz, and can never count him out, and he is as tough as they come, and he's going against this surging Chechnyan fucking lion, and it's fascinating. Take all my money. Now, I will be on stage in Appleton when this fight's happening, um, so I'll have to watch it after the fact. But we'll have it on the green room, so I'll be able to see what's popping. The co-main event. Again, um, you have another, again, I'm not saying this. The Oz makers are saying this. Um, you have another mismatch in uh, Jing Lang and um, Tony Ferguson, and it's at 170. And Tony, as you guys, most of you know, is predominantly a 155-er, but it's been a tough path for him there, and he's very long in the tooth career-wise. So he decided to go up to 170. My issue with this fight is, you know, Lee Jing Lang is a savage the leech is a savage i would have liked an easier fight for his first fight at 170 you know but it's tony ferguson he's an all-time great first ballot hall of famer um i would have liked a, a different fight for him just to get his bearings on him he's with a new camp he's with jackson's camp um i know this from experience you know i lost two fights in a row and you start questioning your camp and you start questioning everything and you think it's a camp problem and you leave you leave that camp and you you think when you go to a new one, those problems are going to be left in wherever you know Tony was competing at uh, and uh, running his camp before. Those problems follow you wherever you go. It's not a camp problem. It's a you problem. And sometimes for certain guys, starting a new camp means uh, a new start, a fresh start, and you don't feel the same kind of animosity or kind of um, – I don't want to say hate, but there's a part of you that, you know, you're like, yeah, I mean, this guy didn't do this for me. This guy didn't do this. I could have done this. He should have done this. He didn't coach me to this. Tony Ferguson has always done his own thing when it comes to camps. Now he's with a real camp. And not only is he with a real camp, he's he's with the camp, Jackson. So um, for a guy like Tony, does it make a lot of sense? Does he work in that structured camp environment? We'll find out. But he, we're finding out against a very tough, formidable opponent in the leech. So, I would have liked a different fight from again. This is another, you know, a minus three hundred for for the leech and Lee is, is, you know, for co-main event, pretty big, pretty high, man, pretty high, you know, pretty high favorite. So this is another mismatch. Um, the best fight, most competitive fight, uh, stylistically, matchup wise, technique wise, age wise, is Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. That's your fight of the night. That's your fight tonight. Now, that's saying a shit ton about Kevin Hall and Daniel Rodriguez because you have a, I'm saying fight tonight, you also have a Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz on the card. And those guys are so goddamn tough. That's usually what wins fight of the night. When it's back and forth, the guy's so tough getting his ass whooped, comes back. That's your fight of the night. Tony Ferguson and Nate Diaz are very capable of pulling off fight of the nights. 
Dana's going to have to get the checkbook out for this card because if I know Tony Ferguson, I do. I've used trade one for a long time. If Tony Ferguson, uh, if if the leech thinks it's going to be an easy fight, he's going to get him out of there early, he's out of his fucking mind. Tony Ferguson is tough as it comes. He's with new camp, new belief. Is he crazy? Sure. But for his style, it works. The leech is in for a long night. Now, does he win? Probably, but he's in for a long night. To, to take that scalp of Tony Ferguson is a tough task. So me saying Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez fight the night is big, big regards for Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez. Um, this fight's at uh, catchweight at 180, 180 because it was a short notice fight for both fighters. I know some people are like, oh, you know, at catchweight, you know, does it does it stop the su- surge of whoever wins this fight? No, because we know that, you know, at, at 180 and on short notice, we're going to get the best out of both guys and still counts as a win on their record and it'd be a huge one, whoever wins that fight. Also, whoever wins that fight kind of goes from pretender to contender, you know? Pretender to contender. Daniel Rodriguez, you know, LA kid, tough fucking guy, always brings it. Always, you know, fight of the night is always on his mind. Uh, he's on a three-fight win streak. He's also won a ton. He's lost one fight um, by decision. Outside that, the, your boy's a beast. He's a beast, and he's fun to watch, you know. And against Kevin Holland, this is a great fucking fight, man. Great, great fight. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm most excited for that fight. I'm most curious about the Hamzat Nate Diaz fight. I'm curious how Tony Ferguson looks as far as – Styles matchup in the prime. I'm more excited for Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez than anybody on the fight card. Again, Johnny Walker, another guy, bounced around camps, right? He has AK, he's trying to figure it out. Came out of the gate hot, had all this promise. All, he was a big pr- prospect, does the worm, blows his fucking shoulder out. Then it's a sad story. He's lost four out of his last five. He needs a win. What's interesting, too, is he just got starched in the first round by Jamal Hill. And that was in February. So I don't like this fight for him this soon. He should take in some more time. Uh, before that, he lost Diego Santos. He beat Ryan Spann. Cool. He lost Krylov. Lost Corey Anderson. You know, Corey Anderson, monster. But, um, you know, for, for Johnny Walker, you know, he, he found himself at, was it, uh, in Dublin at, at SB, is it SB, SBG? I think, SBG, yeah. yeah, SBG. So, Hopefully that's the right camp for him. Now he had that same camp when he fought Ryan Spann. You know, he had that same camp. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ryan. He had that same camp when he fought uh, Jamal Hill. Oh, Jamal Hill. Got starched. So he's he's questioned himself. He's a little lost. He's fun, but um, his style at the highest level is um, it's tough to bet on. It's fucking tough to bet on. You know, it's really tough to bet on. It's tough to bank on that guy. So. Um, you know, this fight, uh, you know, loser probably leaves. And when I say leaves, I'd say, you know, I, I don't think they cut him. I mean, like, as far as, like, being a contender, mm-hmm. those days are over. Whoever loses this fight, because Cuda Libra is a, a monster, too, fun guy, um, savage, has fought all comers, and, you know, it, whoever lo- they're they're doing this for a reason. So either somebody gets cut or um, we just know it's over. You know, I, I would not bet on this fight. I, I, uh, and if I had to, I'd take Cuda Libra. I just with Johnny Walker. I he's too wild, too unorthodox. His comp once his confidence is gone. He, he's talking about his confidence. He just got starched by Jamal Hill. That was a bad knockout, man. So I'm not bet. I would not touch uh, a Johnny Walker fight right now. I just wouldn't. 
-hmm. Great card though. But yeah. it's a great card and there's a lot of like, man, what's gonna happen? There's a lot of like, you know, kind of mystery. How's Nate Diaz gonna do against the Hamzat? How's Tony First gonna do with New Camp at 170? You know, how's Daniel Rodriguez and Kevin Holland gonna do at this catch weight? How's Johnny Walker gonna look, you know, coming off that big knockout? How's Kuda Libra gonna look? Because whoever loses that probably has to get out of the fucking club, you know? And then the Bantamweight, you got uh, Irene Aldana versus Macy. Um, good fight. And you know, Bantamweight needs a contender, and this could be the next contender. So that one's fun. That's probably the least exciting fight in the card. But uh, those other four are barn burners. Entertaining. Definitely worth the money. I'm going to pull Theo Vaughn here like he does trying to get on the UFC broadcast. like, Dana White, we don't deserve this. $79.99, man, I would have paid 300 for this. You know, <laughs> shit like that. It's a fun card, though, man. A lot of mystery, and that's what makes fighting fun. A lot of mystery. You know, pumpkin spice lattes are back, baby. You know what else is back? It's the season of pumpkin spice, and you got to make sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in fall breeze and using Manscaped, baby. Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's shop show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your Bush isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. That's right. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose that extra clutter for the fall. Join the 6 million bros worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOB20. That's S-E-H-A-U-B-20. Whether you're brand new or already with the Manscaped crew, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels with the Platinum 4.0 package. In this package, you get the Lawnmower 4.0. You get the body trimmer, all right? The Weed Whacker nose ear trimmer. You get the freaking uh body wash all right the ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and you get the freaking premium deodorant all right and then also you have the crop preserver the ball deodorant for you the crop reviver you also get a freaking manscaped boxers and a shed travel bag to put all your goodies in man get the platinum package this fall these products are guaranteed to be a hit for your dangly bits go to manscaped.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code shop 20 that's s-c-h-a-b 20 that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use Code shop 20 manscape clear out the leaves it's your tree trunks time to shine let's get back to the program we're not getting back to the show uh remix curveball because listen man a lot of people ask me what kratom to use do you love kratom i go i don't do anything without kratom anytime you see me doing podcasting anytime you see me doing stand-up i'm on the kratom baby just not any kratom Listen, Kratom's the Wild West, it's like CBD about five years ago. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what's in the product. But with my friends at Happy Hippo, you know exactly what's in the product. They give it to you a variety of ways. And right now, they have a big Labor Day sale going on. So if you go visit happyhippoherbals.com, all right, that's happyhippoherbals.com. Use a promo code THICKBOY. You get 20% off for life. Use that code as many times as you want. That's 20% off for life with the promo code THICKBOY. Kratom is fantastic kratom is natural all right it's the best product i've ever used happy hippo is the best kratom i've ever used it's my limitless pill enjoy i know you've been out there you think about trying trying kratom we'll do it with happy hippo go to happyhippoherbals.com promo code thickboy for 20 off for life now seriously let's get back to the program what else you got jen oh so during the finish sequence right was cereal gone and tied to Ivasa, you did see a one like hammer fist to the back of the head. 
I mean, right? I mean, it's in the motion, so it's really difficult to say anything about it. But it's tough because the guy's moving. He's exactly. trying to land a bunch of punches. Yeah. And Junior Dos Santos rips dirty fighter. Junior, Junior's still pissed you turned off. Turned your back, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you you turned your back. So this is December sure. 2020. He heard him bad. Shout out with back of the head's pretty dirty. I mean, but it's, it's also because everyone's moving. It's They're really moving. Difficult. Also, yeah. JDS is like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so was already, he was already hurt. Yeah, he's already, he's already on uh, 6th Street. Can't yeah. say Queer Street anymore. He's on 6th Street. So it's like, you know, <laughs> don't get so, punched in the face. So JDS did... Um, what a dirty fighter this gone is again in the back of the head uh nad now what are those fight experts will say about it matt nad now what i don't now? know what, what that is what uh, it has to be a translation issue i know but so he just shows that clip so there's one punch for sure that he was one punch fist. but go ahead and play it there this one that that left hook uppercut yeah. shovel punch is that's what, what knocked him. him out yeah that's what dropped him I don't think Gon's dirty. I think he panics and that and he's trying to get the guy out there by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. For for that JDS fight, it's kind of like, you know, think about what started that where he had the opportunity to hit you in the back of the head. Granted, I agree. This is two back of the head hits. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's intentionally doing it, but also you should be mad you got punched in the face and put on Sixth Street. Yeah, Sixth Street. For, for Tai Tuvasa, you should be mad you got hit with the shovel uppercut that knocked you out. You know, those, those are the issue. You saw the... And real quick, JDS, do you, do you think the back of the head... Well, JDS is a little different. He is on Sixth Street, and he's like kind of out of it, and then gets hit in the back of the head. But do you think Gon would have finished it without that? I think so. Do you think he would have finished Tai Tuvasa without that? I think so. Yeah. Are those back of the head hits the the main thing that are the issue of why you lost? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And I think I think back then JDS said like the last few punches were in the back of the head. But if you look at it closely, it looks like it was a you know the side. It's so hard to tell what the back of the head also, is. Also, well, if you if you want to compare you know tomato tomato here, when you fought Kane Velasquez on Fox, where'd you hit him? Yeah, around here, right? Yep, yeah, around the back yeah. of the head. Yeah. Is that dirty? No, shit happens, man. And yeah, people move. When when the bullets are live and they're flying, shit happens. Guys can't control it. You move. Yeah. So when you got the biggest knockout of your career and became the world champion of UFC on one of the biggest cards ever, where'd you hit him? Mm. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's like that's not the same as like fence grabs and no, throwing that, shots. That's like when the guy's moving, yeah, the guy's yeah. like out, you know, and yeah, Gon's yeah. trying to get you out there. I doubt he's going for the back of the head. He's just throwing. Yeah, he's just throwing. It it's, just lands it's there. chaos. That's a tough Some one. Some land on the back of the head, but what's the final shot? It's always the front of the head. Always. And he's the not beginning shot. guys at the back of the head. And the first shot is one that yeah. gets them messed yeah. up. Yeah, so. yeah, you should be mad that you got hit in the first place. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jake Paul versus, Anders, versus Anderson Silva. Apparently, it's targeted for October 29th on Showtime. And then I guess Anderson got licensed in Arizona. Arizona. So it might, be a, it might be in Arizona. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jake Paul for having the balls fight Anderson yeah, Silva. So out crazy. of all the guys that he fought, Anderson Silva, hands down, not even remotely close, is the best boxer he's ever faced. Anderson Silva recently beat 
Julio Chavez Jr., who is 53, multi-time world champion. I don't give a fuck if Julio Chavez Jr. barely trained for that. He grew up. He When he came out, he was fucking shadow boxing. Yeah. Think of his dad, the biggest, baddest, most famous Mexican period of all time. That's your fucking dad. He beat that guy's son. You know? Yeah. Amsterdam fucking boxed. Way older, too. It's a tough fight for Jake. So for the naysayers, if you if he, if dude if he starches Anderson, you got to stop. If he starches Anderson, or stop the hate, in your yeah, you have to. to you have to give him some credit. Of course. To, at some point, you got to give it up. At some point, the hate I get, but at some point, this one, you got to stop a little bit. You have to. If he starches him, like in the second round, like uppercut, out cold, it's like kicking box. You got to give him credit, dude. He's not a boxer though. That's not a boxer. That's not a boxer. You should see me at fucking Twitter Hour Fitness the way I hit the bag. So he's opening, Jake Paul's opening as a, a bit of a favorite. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Minus 135. Yeah. That, that's the betters just trying to get money. Line. They're just trying to get movement. That's all it is. Dude, speaking of that, you, you seen how you said like people are going in for Nate Diaz? You know, we just checked the odds earlier. It was like minus 1100 for Hamzat. Hamzat. And now it's at nine something. Hold on. Let me refresh this. Yeah, it's at minus nine seventy five now, and Nate Diaz is plus six seventy five now. Within a matter of minutes. Yeah, the way the lines move, it's like the most famous guy. If he's a big underdog, gets a lot of movement on it. Crazy, crazy. I wanted to uh, bet on Nate too. Just still good plus six seventy five. Yeah, you know, put a hundred when six hundred seventy five bucks. Yeah. Not a bad bet. And then if you look at the prop bets, like when you know half past three. Nate Diaz to win via TKO or submission. Like, you're making some money, man. Yeah. It's not a bad parlay. Pass, Nate isn't beating him under three rounds. So, if it's past three and a Nate Diaz win, you're making some money. That's a good bet. That, that's it. not that, you know, the likelihood of that happening, not good. But if he's going to win, that's how it goes down. Yeah. Third, fourth, really fourth, fifth round is right. If Nate Diaz were to win, and it's a Hail Mary, it's CU Bus versus Michigan, the fucking Hail Mary miracle. But that would happen later in the rounds. And, and Nate's so durable. I, all his fights that go that even with Jorge Mazadal, I know he was getting his ass kicked. He's but, getting his ass beat. But later on, he's still gonna. I think he could potentially. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why you'd put some money on if you want to make yeah, some money. Yeah, yeah. Now, Hamzat style compared to Mazadal is different. Hamzat mm-hmm. can beat you up, man. Yeah, just seeing he's it past two rounds. Sociopath. Like yeah, yeah it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, and Gilbert. Gilbert Burns is an amazing what submission artist, but he's still yeah yeah had his hands full. So okay, so this is uh, Jake Paul responding to Dave, Dana White. So Dana White did a post fight press conference and said, "Don't ask me about Jake Paul anymore," and I'll just play the video. Uh, well, yeah, good. What's up? Go ahead. Okay. Stop asking me about Jake Paul, you guys. I I don't give a shit what Jake Paul does. I know you love this shit, and I know it gives you clicks. But come on, the guy has nothing to do with my business. He doesn't fight for me. He's not even in the same fucking sport as me. I, I don't want to talk about him anymore. It's, I don't care. I'm with Dana on this too, because all he's doing is building up Jake Paul's fight, yeah, which of course. Dana has nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. So Dana's like, man, you want to talk about someone in my company? Fire away. But to keep asking about Jake Paul and get the clicks. And that's honestly because Jake Paul, that's what's going to get the most views regardless if he's in your business or not. I'm with Dana. He's like, dude, no, no, no. I'm trying to make money on my fighters. Yeah. That guy has nothing to do with us. You yeah. guys are just doing it for clicks. 
Aaron Silva doesn't work for me. Jake Paul doesn't work for me. Quit fucking asking me. I'm with Dane on this. I hear you. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. So this is what Jake Paul responded Sounds with. Sounds like an ex who still isn't able to get over you. Why so angry? Turning red? He does turn red. To all MMA media, you can ask me anything you want. That's your job, and I respect it. Yeah, because it's good for Jake, bad for Dana. <laughs> and by the way, when he did this video, you can he edited it on the very end. If you, It's a subtle edit, but watch. Look at his face. <laughs> oh my god I just, it's so funny it just dude. starts getting red red, red <laughs> yeah. like a tomato it's so funny yeah you don't want to fuck with these young kids yeah. and fucking social media man they're too good at it yes they are okay we talked about darren till not too long ago hoping god, hoping dude. he was doing well so apparently in july end of july he was arrested for dui in uh i think stockholm yeah stockholm man tell you what if i was that guy drinking would be the last thing i'd be doing i'd be focused on just getting back yeah. Uh, the one time I went to a title challenge was usually for drunk driving. Till's arrest took place on July 31st. Wow. Driving at a high speed in central Stockholm near Vagistan. A woman was riding in the passenger seat with Till and allegedly told police he was the one driving. Till originally denied the allegation, but soon after admitted he was indeed the case. Till was labeled noticeably intoxicated by the police and claimed his breath test for alcohol to be three times higher than the legal limit. Till accepted penalty order. Well, yeah, so hopefully he's doing well now, but that does suck. Yeah. Three times. Mentally, there's something going on there. Something's going on, yes. Okay, so this is pretty crazy. There was a BKFC over the weekend. And this girl, who used to be a lingerie football player. You know, you've seen that before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So apparently she, uh, this is, I don't know if this is her first fight, but she she won her fight in BKFC, and then she flashed one of her boobies. You ever seen the yeah. coach in lingerie football who takes it way too serious? He's like yelling at the girls. <laughs> He's like, it's cover too, Rebecca. You piece of shit. It's like, hey, we're getting paid seventy dollars. <laughs> Some of them never got football. paid, you know, by the way. Some never just never I can got imagine, paid. yeah. They're like eight games in the season, like, hey, are we gonna get paid? He's like, it's coming, be cool. I can't imagine like even going to one of those things unless you're like drunk. I don't know. Yeah, there's not enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> All right, so I'll show you this real quick. Be done. Yeah, I don't see the count of 10 reached by Welcome to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, Ty Emery. Interest. Yeah, her name's Ty Emery, so she just flashed the audience one of her tits. Yeah, and this is her, by the way. I saw it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, I'm not mad at that. She's not, yeah. Give him a show. That's her in lingerie football. That league was so ridiculous. I mean, oh, wow. yeah. Like, just, who actually goes Just tits. <laughs> but that's her ridiculous. tits and pads. And they're like lacrosse helmets. It's a nightmare. Okay. Um, Thick Boy just, Fight News covered this. There's just one girl built like Ricky Williams, just hand off to him. She just fucking demolish him. The thing is, I don't think they look like that. They have to look pretty hot, you know? Oh, yeah. But yeah. some more, I mean, muscular. Oh, muscular? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, Thick Boy Fight News covered this already. But so Sean Strickland's out of his fight with Janet, Jared Cannonier. That's a bummer. And it's because of uh, him punching someone in the face and then the tooth. Hit his hand. He got a street fight? His finger? No, no. Uh, training. And then it just, it got infected. It was nasty. So. Guys, I don't know what the fuck happened. I think the camp was going really fucking good. I had a hard sparring Thursday. I woke up Friday and I was like, hey, you know, my, my finger's a little sore. And then throughout the day, I was like, my finger is fucked. So I went to the hospital. Turns out I have a really bad infection from a tooth. And uh, yeah, they're going to cut me open, drain it out, and. Fuck, man, I should have went to college, guys. I don't fucking know. I'm going to be out for like three weeks, though, so that's fucking life, right? 
Yeah, even if you went to college, unless you're becoming a doctor, they're not going to tell you what that is. Yeah. So yeah, that's is, the thing. In a lot of uh, street fights, this happens with guys all the time. So they'll hit somebody in the, in the face, right? And they'll like hit a tooth or like the bottom tooth. And your mouth has so much bacteria in uh -huh. it, it gets into their blood. You're fucked. Yeah. So your mouth is dirty as shit. So when people in street fights, it happens more times than you think. Of course. That's his finger right there. Yeah. It looks so nasty. Yeah. It sucks he's out of the fight. Yeah. I remember getting into like one fight where I did well. I was, I was happy about myself. And then afterwards, I remember spitting blood. Mm -hmm. And then I looked inside my lip. Everything inside my lip from the top and just, bottom was all cut up. Yeah. And the healing process with that was fucking crazy, Brutal. dude. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Street fighting is not smart. No. Okay. So Luke Rockhold said on his Instagram that, you know, before he said he retired, he officially retired, but he said he might actually come back. I think you guys talked about this on Fight Companion too. Yeah, I don't think he should. So he said, but he wants to give him yeah. himself time to like, you know, yeah. recover mm -hmm. his body. At his age, what he's done, you know? Yeah. The injuries, but yeah. I, I thought it was a great send off, even though he lost, you know, he lost a big time guy. Mm -hmm. If you want to do one against not a top five guy, I'd be open to it, but other than that, you know? Strickland's top fucking five guy, isn't he? That'd be super fun, yeah. That fight more, makes more sense. Mm -hmm. He has a better chance to win that fight than Paulo Costa. That'd be fun. It's a yeah. good idea, Case. After what, two, three years, come back? Fully healthy? Maybe a year. No. If you can't get healthy in a year, probably just stop. A year? You know, <laughs> I know, a year. Years? Doing nothing. Five days, you can't get fully healthy, yeah, yeah. probably stop. Yeah. A year? I think you mentioned like two or three years, but yeah, oh, I get you. Yeah, I mean. All right, so Chael Sonnen, you know, he says a lot of stuff on his podcast. He said that um, Leon Edwards won the Kamaru Usman fight by cheating. Mm -hmm. I guess he grabbed the fence multiple times and the ref, you know, stopped or just said like, you know, didn't give, didn't take a point off, but just like, say, hey, stop, stop, stop. Chael doing it for the views. I know, dude. I know. So, so this Helen Yee, you know Helen Yee. Yeah, I love her. Awesome reporter, yeah. So she interviewed Herb Dean and apparently... um. Hold on. So this is what Chell said. Leon was frustrated in position, had no way of position to the extent that he cheated repeatedly, not once, not an accident, not the ref didn't see it. The, the ref broke the act five or six times. That's what Chell saying. And then um, this is what this Herb? Herb is saying. Yeah. Herb says, fence grabs are a very difficult thing to deal with in the sport because it's a natural reaction. Yeah, but it's literally the number one thing they tell you not to do. Yeah. It's going to happen, but to deduct a point. So let's take a look at what point deduction means in sport. What does a point deduction mean? What's the most common score that goes to the card? 29 28. So that means we have one point sport for a majority of fights that happen that go to the cards. 29 29 20 is the most common score. Okay. And then here. So when you take a point, that means you've taken a win. Yeah. But the reason you would take a point is because they had to use the cage to get to their feet. Yeah. Which, if he couldn't use the cage, he's going to stay down. That guy's definitely going to win the round. But if he uses the cage and can get to his feet, that gives him the ability to win the round. Mm -hmm. So you take a point. That's why I think this is interesting. Because I, I, I hear what Chell's saying, and I hear what I'm with Chell saying. Yeah, exactly. You're taking a point. Yeah. I, listen, I th groin kick, eye poke, I don't like warnings. Yep. A warning for to grab the fence, I can see if you're like, if you get hit, you're falling back, or you, you put fingers in to kind of get up and like, whoa, dude. And you're like, oh, fuck. It was just an actual reaction. Yeah. Fence grabbing, I I agree with a warning the first time. I didn't see it five or six times, but Chael's usually pretty spot on with stuff. Five or six times, you got to take a point. If it happened that yeah, yeah you have to. So he yeah. says when you take a point, that means you've taken a win. It's not like other sports where you have 12 rounds and you take a point. 
it's much stiffer punishment in the majority of the fights that happen. When you've taken a point, you've taken a win. Not true. Uh, to have that balance there, the point that grab needs to significantly affect the fight. Well, how, how do you know that if he didn't grab that fight, exactly, Kamara wouldn't finish him down? There? Yeah, exactly. That, you know, I, or doesn't wear him out more where he can't throw a head kick. It's insane. And and I think Herb has like one or two fights, which those things are judgment calls for us. You're going to say, okay, how many times has this happened? Is there other fouls? Or hey, even this one time, this guy has spent a lot of energy. I can't rebuild the position any other way, and so I'm going to choose not to give a warning at this time or take a point. That's insane. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah, it sh to me, it shouldn't be such a gray area. It should be very black and white. Eye poke, groin kick, fence grab, all take a point. Fence grab is the only one I can see given a tad warning if it's just a natural reaction. Over over one time, it's just your thing. You're doing it yeah, as an yeah. advantage. can't just be a natural reaction all the fucking time. If you're falling, you kind of like do this. I get, I get it. it. But if you're... Doing that if constantly? You're, if you're, if it's like the guys on top, you're like mount or something, or yeah. like a half guard, and you're grabbing the cage to pull yourself yeah, up. On. I mean, that's a calculated move. Point taken. Yeah. All right. Chael also said that Ch uh, Conor McGregor's championship run is over, but Conor doesn't know about it yet. I mean, most likely. Yeah, I think yeah. you would agree with the th yeah. what he said here. So Conor's championship run is over. That's true. That's mean. Connor did not come out and tell you guys because he's not aware of it. No, mm -hmm. no, no fighters. I say Connor's championship time is done. Connor McGregor's record setting isn't. Connor McGregor's live gate is not done. Connor McGregor's pay per view potential. These things are not done. His time in the spotlight and his time as the main event. These are not done at all. Agree 100%. And also, if I'm his team, I don't have him take this year off where he's getting sucked off on his yacht and in Gochi pajamas and have him fight you know, for a title. You have invited Tony Ferguson or something like that. You don't throw him the fucking top one or two guys. That to me, that's just bad management. You know, get him a win. Get you know, get him, get yeah. him his bearings back, get his confidence back, and then you can shoot for that stuff. But to take this much time off and get sucked off on your boat and then come in <laughs> and fight the number one guy in the world is insane to me. Insane. They're doing a disservice. And also cuts the, sh the the shelf life on him being a big pay-per-view star, him being the biggest number one gate because he keeps losing if he gets bad and he's competing against these really, you know, savages all the fucking time with these long layoffs. Terrible business plan. Mm. Depend what Mc McGregor wants to do. His goal is to make the most money possible in a short span of time. All right, fight Charles Oliveira. Yeah, winner I, of I'm guessing that's what he wants to do. All right. Yeah. And even coming back from that freaking leg break, to throw a leg kick after that. Nuts. I don't yeah, I don't know. All right, so Vanley Silva, I thought he was already retired, but I guess not, but he he officially retired. And now his son's fighting in MMA and he's gonna just help him out. That's his son in the middle? Thor Silva, yeah. Damn Thor. Thor. That, I think he has one win. Is that Jay Shab? <laughs> with when is he grows it, his is that hair. A Brazilian Jay Shab yeah. with a fucking Jerry curl. I mean Kinda. good for him. I'll never forget, man, when Anderson, or when Vanderlei got the, his face done. He says because scar tissue just straight up got a face. He job. looks completely different. Yeah. And I was in vase and saw him. I was like, oh, holy shit! Yeah, dude. Well, he didn't just get the scar tissue. You went full Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, he looks so different. I mean, completely different guy. I get it though. He looks like my dad. <laughs> oh wait, let me see how far this thing is. So there was um, here it is. You said the face thing. So it reminded me of Justin Gaethje. You know, Justin Gaethje had his nose done because he had like a bad deviated symptom or something. Yeah, he he's been breathe, waiting right? to get it done for a while, yeah. So he had it done. And remember, we brought this article a while ago, but 
This is Rafael Fazeev getting his nose done as well. That's why he wants to like try to get a fight with Justin Gaethje because they both. Oh, it makes all it's such a good fight. Great fight, yeah. But I list. So I saw this post by Justin Gaethje on August twentieth, which is after he got his surgery. But he sounds just the same. Oh, how long, guys? I'm out here at UFC 278. I'm in between some meet and greets right now. Just wanted to jump on, tell you how to make some money. Click on my bio. Click the link in my bio. His nose sounds like it's not fixed. You know I mean, think? it might take some time though. To, Does it? it? Yeah, they do take a while. So you did the same? Oh no, you didn't do that. I, you know, I had, I had the same surgery. You did? Yeah, both of them has so the exact same thing. It takes a while. Oh, okay, I mean, that's and, what I was. But like. also, not only does it take a while, but it's not like it. You're 100. Like. It's, you don't come back a hundo. If you think it's going to be like life-changing, no, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, so it helps a little bit then. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't help at all. <laughs> Dalia all right, got that it That sucks. Done. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, but Dalia, you can't hear his, when he talks, you can't hear it, but with Justin, you can hear it. Yeah, nasally. Like, yeah, Me really, too. I'm nasally too. A little bit. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> all right, so this is uh, Daniel Cormier. You know him and Jorge Masvidal have been going on um, on social media. Yeah, and you know, he said it was. Malky he thought it was Malky Call. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, Daniel Cormier saying what uh, Jorge needs to do to get to the to the belt. So how does Jorge Masvidal get to a title fight? One, you got to fight Gilbert Burns right now. You got to accept that fight. I don't know if you've been offered the fight. I don't know if the legal issues are keeping you from taking the fight. It is. But Gilbert Burns is out there saying that the fight's been offered. He's out there saying publicly that it's just on you now. And I know Jorge Masvidal is a street dude from Miami and does not run from a fight. But if you want that title fight, you got to fight Dorino right now. And you got to win. But you also got to do one more thing. You got to fight him before the Usman Edwards rematch is announced, the trilogy. Yeah. You got to be going in the right direction the by the time that, line, that yeah. fight gets announced so that if given the opportunity, you can capitalize on the chance just like you did in the first title fight. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, he's cool. not speaking anything that's not facts. Mm-hmm. He's right. Okay. Um, so remember Drake made a post. Like he, he replied to oh, Molly McCann. He won all this money. He's going to buy him Rolexes. Patty Pimblet. Yeah. So, so I saw this. So apparently he got the Rolex, right? So it says, the article here says uh, Drake keeps his promise and gives Patty Pimblet a, a Rolex watch worth over fifty thousand dollars. Which watch did he give him, though? I mean, this Rolex. I can't tell what it is. Though. The date, just. But I mean, it's fifty k over fifty k. Yeah. So this is Patty Pimblet. Finish. Oh, I Belson, thank you very much. Nice one for that today. Thank you very much. He said he'd get us a Rolex and he's got us one. You would have been able to get us a better watch if you would have bet with Barstool. You would have got more money. But thank you very much. Really appreciate that, lad. Nice one. That's cool. That's cool. But the thing I noticed is like, so he got us a watch. Because I remember the other articles showed that. Or, I thought they both get a watch. Exactly. I, th- I thought Molly McCann. He, like, he even told Molly too. Y'all, like, yeah. y'all share this. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's yo's. As far as I know. Meatball, gave one, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Exactly. So just one watch as far as I know. Unless someone else knows any different. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I thought was, he didn't have to do I shit, that but that's cool he did it. Yeah. But I mean, come on. cool if he got him a Daytona or something like that. But. Oh, anyways. But yeah, so he did promise Molly too, but I didn't see anything with Molly. She hasn't posted it. So this is crazy. Uh, this is Dominic Reyes next to Alex Pahea, who's going to fight Izzy. 
And dude, look at the size of Alex Perhan. He's jacked. And Dominic is light heavy. Yeah. Right? Jacked. Insane. And also this well, is I'll say this. If if you would have put um Jesus Christ, yeah. he's weighs two twenty six right now and he's nine percent body fat. Yep. That cut's gonna be tough. And he's six four. That cut's that cut's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Really tough. Really, really tough. And John Jones said this. Be careful not to show Izzy too much, champ. I honestly don't think it will matter, though. He goes, it's yours. And then he goes, loving that shot, I guess, from, yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's crazy to count Izzy out. Here, here's the thing. If Izzy took a picture like the Dominic Reyes, you guys would be blown away. Izzy, I'm telling you, I've been, yeah, I've been, next to you, I've been around man. everybody. Izzy's yeah. fucking big, dude. They're mm-hmm. both big. So if you think, because Pierre showing this off that he's big as Dominic Reyes is like some crazy advantage, it's not. It's not. It's crazy you guys are counting out Izzy. I mean, who's counting him out? A lot of people. Um, I have $5,000 on it with Brian Cowan's dumbass. <laughs> Did you? You were, you had uh, Dominic Reyes on the show too, right? Or am I tripping? I've had him on. You've had him on. Yeah. So you've seen the different size between yeah. Izzy and, and Dominic. Dominic Reyes is thin and tall. Okay. It, it, I mean, Izzy's big dude, man. Yeah, That's why I like Izzy at light heavyweight if he wants to. If he beats Piera, I like him at light heavyweight against Yuri. Now, if it's a Glover, Jan, all right, if a guy who's going to grapple and use their huge size advantage, then, yeah, no, I don't like that. But if Yuri's a champ or there's a strikeout champ, I like him. All righty. Uh, your boy, Ben Rothwell, his first fight in the BKFC will be against, uh, well, it's going to be October 1st, and it's going to be against a guy named Bobo O'Bannon or something like that. Hold on. It's three and three? Yeah, Bobo O'Bannon. It's exactly how I think he was going to look. <laughs> Dude. Look at the guy behind him, exhausted. Yeah. That's me in four years. Look at him. That's me in four years. If I could grow that beard, make him look exactly the same. And grow your hair. But yeah, so he lost to Alan Belcher. Who, Alan Belcher now is like so Savage. Jacked. Yeah. But yeah, that's his first fight. Good luck, good luck fighting Ben Rothwell in bare knuckle. I know. I, th- I feel like Ben's going to yes, destroy him. Ben's going to clean the house. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nate Diaz apparently applied for a promoter's license, and his promotion is going to be called Real Fight Inc., it's going to be interesting to see once he gets behind, you know, the scenes and he's a suit and tie, how he runs his business compared to Dana. He might understand a lot yeah. more after that. Yeah. yeah. Once it's like a business and you're looking at numbers and, you know, how much your overhead is and paying the guys and, you know, fucking covering their medical bills. Like, it's a lot, man. There's yeah. a lot of overhead. And they're like, holy fuck, I'm only taking home 10 grand for all this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the fight, fighter payout. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. Because everyone, you know, listen, there's been a lot of people before Nate Diaz that, you no, know, we're about fighter pay and we treat fighters right. Cool, cool, cool. How did Affliction go for you? you know, how do these other leagues go for you? It's, you, you can't do it and make a, make a profit. It's tough. Yeah. Yep. All right. So a friend of the show, McDojo. McDojo yeah, I love Life. him. Yeah, right. So he had this, uh, it's, it's a long thing, but so he put this video up about a guy that was an MMA fighter who now wants to identify as a woman. The guy with the beard? Mm-hmm. Because he had all these different charges, like sexual sexual assault charges, you know, sexual violence, all sorts of stuff, but then he wants to get a linear sentence by identifying as a woman. That's where we live in, man. Yeah. And that's the guy right there. His, his name is Jody Matthew Burke. He looks like an offender. <laughs> and he says the reason why he lashed out so many times is because he always felt like he was, a, you know, and he's, struggling with that sure, sure so sure, yeah it's right. pretty lame yeah yeah that giant freaking casio he-man watch and the beard begs to differ <laughs> yeah 
All right. Also, don't wear that watch. I used to wear like really big watches, and I yeah. I still have them, but I don't wear them. Yeah. Anymore. yeah. Like the big Jacobs and Co. watches? Yeah, they're Invicta. They're called oh, Invicta. Yeah. yeah. Those are disgusting. <laughs> and it was orange, too. I just thought this was funny. This is uh, Floyd Mayweather just skating, and he actually looks like he's a good skater. He's a really good skater. <laughs> yeah, I would play the music, but we can't do that. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe a little snippet. But he's actually really good. Yeah, there's nothing better than some little, little dude. When I was a kid, man, Skate City, Aurora, Colorado, off Colfax there. Oh, Mississippi and Colfax, great <laughs> time. I mean, we'd go there, skate. You'd fall in front of the girl you had a crush on. Super embarrassing. Eating funnel cakes. There's arcades at the back. Wow. The brown roller ba- blades. And I couldn't skate like this. I could go backwards, though, for a little bit. Then you, know, you, get, you get low with it. Casey would destroy on this. You know Casey was basically a professional skater. Really? Like he was about to get sponsored. Rollerblade? Yeah. That's good. There's a bunch of <laughs> There's a bunch of videos online too. He's so good. Oh, I, really? So Show good. me a video. I know who. Used to do professional uh rollerblading? How do I find it, Casey? Go uh Quesadilla 2 on YouTube. Quesadilla? That's my nickname. Quesadilla 2 is probably my best word. That was your your nickname was Quesadilla. There you go. Dude, like legit amazing watches. Holy this is crazy shit. shit. I'm going to just mute this music real quick. Just in case. I mean, and, and rollerblading was live. Dude, look at this. Holy shit. <laughs> what do you mean? He has tats of rollerblades on his feet. What, uh, what brand did you roll with? What brand did you blade with? Hell yeah. USD? Dude. Dude, he was legit. This was like your thing. This was during the pandemic, yeah. Oh, this is recent. Oh, you're still you're still (laughs) rollerblading all the time. I'm still very good. I I was gonna say, I thought you just golf. How the fuck you have all this time? You have golf, that's at Venice High right there. Frowned upon to do in the high schools. Wow. You You never wanted you never wanted to do the uh, the skateboard. Rollerblades. And what are we gonna do with it, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you sure as fuck did. But I mean, he, he, he killed it, oh, dude. This is freaking insane. Yeah. Nah, man, that's not the shit I did, bro. <laughs> I'm talking. I had the four wheels, you know, two up front, two at the back, brown leather. I skated red, too. Red laces or white laces. I was there for the chicks and funnel cakes, man. But yeah, he was there ain't legit, no chicks or he is legit. This Casey's rollerblade. <laughs> Yeah, now rollerblading, you might as well have monkey pox down Venice. You know what I'm saying? Damn, yeah, you're fucking good. Super good. Jesus, chill, man. Look at this shit. And did you grow up rollerblading? I started playing street hockey. Oh, that makes sense. Do you want to do the full ice hockey, huh? No. Yeah, I feel you. It's kind of crazy when you learn about... I thought I knew these guys, but then you dig a little deeper. I have no idea you can rollerblade your ass off. Yeah. Yeah, he, I thought he was absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not like freaking like Tony Hawk level as far as the people he sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Skateboard wise. Anyways. Yeah, you go in some competitions, man. Are there rollerblading competitions? Mm-hmm. Like street comps, like X Games and shit? Mm-hmm. Never thought about that? I competed. I did okay. Jesus Christ. Competitive rollerblader? Wow. And now he, <laughs> he is no behind the cameras. 
Behind the cameras, golfing all the time. Wow. Good for you, man. Okay. So Tyson Fury has been on his Instagram doing a lot of different things. This is one of them. He's calling out Usyk. You say you want the WBC. Oh, we watched this on Fight Companions. Yeah. It is held by gypsies. It's held by the Gypsy King. And it's held tightly. Grasp tight. And all road leads to a seven-foot behemoth. That will absolutely destroy you. I thought he was retired. <laughs> exactly. So he did this, and he called out Joshua just, I think, very recently. Here. Three hours ago. Hey, Tyson Fury here, a.k.a. the Gypsy King, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. He looks in shape, too. Um, I think you've all heard that I'm going to be fighting uh, soon, within the next few months. And I think that before I announce an opponent, that I need to do this just in case Anthony Joshua I know you've just lost a fight to Usyk and you doubtless at the moment um, <laughs> and I'd like to give you an opportunity to fight me for the WBC Championship of the World and the Lineal Championship in the next few months you're coming off a 12 round fight so you're match fit you're ready um, I'm giving you a few months notice uh, if you're interested I bet I'll Joshua take it Although, I think he's doing it because if he doesn't do it we'll never see Joshua Fury that's why he's doing it, because it, it, especially out in the UK, that everybody wants that fight. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just yearning for that fight. So he's like, might as well get out now. You have that. You have Usyk. You have Francis. Yeah. You're getting three fights out of fear, I bet. And then he's out. And he can't retire without fighting Joshua, especially for the UK fans. It sucks that Joshua's on a skid, but it'd still, still be a great fight. Take my fucking yeah. money. Yeah. And then Ngano, he says he's re- I think kind of, you, know, you touched on this, but Ngano basically says, he wants to do boxing and MMA, but he says he has to have his boxing in there. So they're asking about Fury. He's like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's Fury or not, but I have to do boxing. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he could get a, a big dog in like a Wilder or even a, a Ruiz or something like that, even though Ruiz is not a huge name, but he get like a Wilder. I think if Josh were to, let's say he fought Fury the next by December, I think he'd get a, a Joshua too, especially if Joshua loses. Joshua would do it for money, I'd say. Yeah, that'd but be cool. yeah, the the Fury one seems to be kind of getting out of reach here. All right, so this has been making a lot of uh, MMA media news. This so Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> training in apparently, MMA. Apparently, you know, I was Rogan all week. He says he's obsessed with UFC. That's how I found about yeah. Rogan. He trains fucking jiu-jitsu all the time. I think that, I think that's super cool because it brings more light to the sport. Which I mean, I don't think people, regular people, mainstream people that don't follow MMA. They they now know that the CEO of Facebook is actually training and yeah, it's cool. Robot it. does jujitsu. Yeah, it's very cool. Robots are doing jujitsu. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, when I saw this, I saw. A- oh God! Is 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 UFC on here? Oh God. yes, everyone. Oh God! Everyone. Oh my God! You're just thirsty for the likes. But I mean, everyone UFC combos looking clean. Piece of soap. Then Connor. Connor. Yo, fucking awesome, Mark. Way to go, bro. <laughs> then Rogan. This is fantastic. Happy to see this. Training looks solid, too. No, it doesn't. I knew you would love this. I knew you would call him. And then Cody. Okay, respect to you, bro. You're doing the damn thing. No, I love you, Cody, but what are we doing here? Everybody. Piera. Everyone, 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 dude. Everyone. You know what this guy does on Facebook, guys? <laughs> Do you have any clue what this man does on Facebook? He suppresses information. He's like, it's just the algorithm. I had no idea. Twitter does it worse. Robot. <laughs> I knew you'd. Oh, my. Volkanovsky. You guys have a little respect for yourselves. Volkanovsky. Our looks good, too. Zuck. 
Bisbing, not bad, Zuckers. <laughs> Gilbert Burns, this is dope. Todd Glazer, training is so fun. Rad to see. ADC, looking sharp. Ruka, flames. Dave Camarillo, yo, you look fantastic. Yeah. Looking I mean, better everyone, every day. Literally every Uriah, the triple threat. God damn it, yeah. you guys. Hey, man. It's all good. Yeah, at least he's trying. But it was funny to see all these, like, really. Oh, my God. Do that. This, but it's just so thirsty. Yeah. There's some thirst in there. But his, so so his, his training partner is a guy named Kai Wu. I remember we had, I don't know if we actually, I had it on one of the tabs for current events for Fighting the Kid. But I guess he was one of the guys that uh, some white dude came into an Asian restaurant and started being a dick. And he, like, calmly, like, you know, made him like chill out mm-hmm. and then it made like headlines. So that's his training partner. This guy oh, that's that cool. was kind of went viral for I mean, this cool. is the video, but it's yeah, the video bringing sucks. more attention to the sport. I get it. All the thirsty guys on there though. Jesus. It's, it was kind of fun. I knew you would love that. Uh, this is kind of, this is nothing big, but so Zhang Weili says the first time she's ever going to fight someone that's an, a wrestler is now. And it's Carla Sparza. So she wants to see how she does against her. Car- Carla's respectful rival. Her up and out experience is very inspiring. Gives me power to keep going. Carl will be the first wrestler I meet, so I'm very interested in progressing progress of exchange. All we got in the arsenal. My goal is to dominate the show. Yeah, yeah, great fight for uh, Zayn, and tough because Carl is such a yes. great wrestler. So uh, this is before the fight, before Ty Tuivasa fought Cyril Gunn, but Ty Tuivasa um, posted pictures of or screenshots of him and John Jones talking on social media. So, oh, because Ty Tuivasa came out and was like. I respect him, but I don't but respect I wanna, yeah. like the shit he does. Exactly. And so this is Ty. Uh, so it's, Ty off. says, "You sound off your head. I'd out party you too. I reckon. Just saying. But yeah, Mary had a little lamp too, and I smoked her. I don't whatever, know whatever, bro. When you come back, I'll still be around. You want to warm up lamb roast? I'll be waiting. Then John puts good luck with your <laughs> beer company. And then Ty puts cheers. Let's send you some. He says, "I don't need it. You keep it. Hello, stop riding." And then he put, sweet, you stop riding. And then eventually John blocked him. Hilarious. Yeah. So this is on Ariel's show. I think John's the best fighter ever, just how he fights, how he fights. He probably is the best fighter to ever step from the cage, but he's a dickhead. Yes, I think he's a dickhead. And while I fight him, yes, he's one of the greatest to do it, but I'd love to win. I'd love to fight him when I lose. I'm going to go in there and have a swack. If I dink him, I sink him. Dink him, I sink him. That's a fair dink him. You know what I mean? He said he's not sure if he's... Like he might be scared of him, but he, it also makes him excited, you know, to it's fight John Jones. John, I now, yeah, John dude, would be a nightmare. Yeah, for exactly. These guys. I can't believe John pays attention to this shit. He answered all him. the shit he's been through. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, this is a quick one. So this is before the fight as well. Oh, I know he paid for his own fit yeah, flight because he doesn't want to sit and coach because he's too big. He says, yeah, "I get it." Yeah, you know the UFC used to fly Stefan Struve, who's seven foot coach. No way. And he used to fly from Amsterdam. <sighs> And they were like, and you know, we had the same manager, and he's like, "It's a nightmare. We're trying to give him, at least give him business class, do something." He's like, "No, nah, if you want, then you pay for it." Mm. He was seven foot tall, flying like fucking. That's insane. Southwest <laughs> group That's, C boarding pass. Can you imagine Southwest? Imagine sitting, just sitting next, next to him? that yeah, fucking exactly. giraffe on the flight. It's a nightmare. That'd be horrible. Yeah, Ty Tuivasa deserves it. Yeah, pay. he says he always pays for his own flights. He's like, "Yeah, I'm at a level. I'll just pay for my own fucking." That's flight. cool, but it sucks that they can't. Because the UFC reimbursed him. Think how much money they made off him off these pay yeah. these knockouts. Like, come on, dude. Or they reimburse half or something. That'd be fucking cool, man. Or or give him the the money that you're gonna pay for for his flight. Yeah, so it doesn't it. hurt as bad. 
but come from fucking Australia, New Zealand to America to Paris. Yeah, our yeah. flight was insane, man. Remember how long it took? <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I just got offered to play Australia next year, and I, but I was thinking about flights. I'm like, fuck, dude. Dude, you got to do it. Yeah, man. Crowds are so amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this I thought was funny. There's two different things I want to show you here. So first one, first one's this. This is Dana White. You know, you already knew this. We talked about it before. Dana White not liking the fact that Hulu did this. Yeah, you know. I don't think anybody in the fight game liked it. So Mike Tyson didn't, you know, he didn't sign off on it. And then they wanted to pay Dana a lot of money to promote it. All right. So this, he was, we're about to do a deal, blah, blah. Um, he squashed the deal after he knew that Mike Tyson didn't, didn't approve of it. And he goes, so I killed the deal. told them it was over that I killed it and we won't be promoting that show for Hulu. So I watched the fights on, over the weekend. <laughs> the UFC fights over the weekend. Oh, and there was promotion. You. I'll show you right here. First. That's right. I would, dude, I'm because while we're doing fight, man, yeah, I saw an ad from like, huh. Exactly. So I saw this and I was like, oh crap. But, but yeah, I bet you this isn't Dana. I know it's ESPN. I, I assume it's ESPN. ESPN was like, we'll do the deal. We'll take the money. We don't give a fuck about Mike Tyson, but Dana was it because they were going to run it like during the UFC and probably have it on the mats? And Dana's like, that ain't happening on my watch. Mm -hmm. But the ESPN was like, oh, very cool. Well, Mickey Mouse doesn't give a fuck about Mike Tyson. And yeah. Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse. So it was a UFC show, but they did promote it. Or, or I guess ESPN promoted it. So it was just funny to I see. They, I bet Mike's like, what the fuck? I know, dude. Fuck? If he, especially if he's watching. He probably licked like a poisonous frog and he's like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. That's not data. That's the ESPN going. Hey. We'll just take all the money. Yeah. It happens. It happens. And then yeah. we'll give you nothing. All right. So there's that. And also, I recorded this too because I. So I don't know if you saw this. The Quinones fight. He's a Mexican fighter, mm -hmm. right? And they had a. The French translator was there for everything, but they didn't bring a Mexican or sorry, a Spanish, Spanish. translator in there. So I just I posted this video on my Instagram story. He was all. He didn't he know like, what to say, so he just. He was all, what the fuck? Yeah. Speak. I'll tell you what, English is tough enough. Sure as fuck, don't speak French. <laughs> oh, no, dude. But I had so many people replying, like, dude, it's for the French audience. I'm like, yeah, I know the French guy is for the French audience, but they didn't bring a Spanish translator. They could have done both. And they're yeah. like, I guarantee you there's a guy who speaks French and Spanish. I, there, yeah, there should be. They didn't even think about it. Yeah. So I was just funny that I saw this His happen. face, he's all. <laughs> Bisbee's uh, like, put some yeah. mic in front of him. He's like, I have no fucking clue what he's yeah. talking about. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, this is so f jacked up. So this is in Russia. So this guy, his name is Zuluzino. He was about to submit this guy named Peter Ramonkevich. And watch what happens. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks like a grizzly bear. He stood him up. Uh, it's probably his buddy on bottom. He's like, no, no, we're not doing any cameras here, dude. What are you trying to do? Oh. So they stopped him from getting his camera. He was literally got, about to snap yeah. his fucking shoulder off. And the ref went, whoa, what are you doing, dude? Exactly. How dare you try and submit a guy? Stop. So up. Stand on me a kick in the face real quick. And he got knocked out after that. And he looks like a giant grizzly bear. <laughs> He looks like the, one of the older older UFC fighters, like UFC 1 yeah, yeah. and 2. Yeah, yep, with the guys. pants and shit. That's Russia. Yeah. Is that it? Um, That's pretty much it. Let me see here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
All right, kids. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Lots going on. Enjoy UFC 279 this weekend. Your main event, Hamzat and Nate Diaz co-main event. Uh, you got the Leech versus Tony Ferguson, Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez. Great freaking card. It's going to be a fun one. A lot of mystery going on, as I explained earlier, breaking down UFC 279. I will be watching the green room in Appleton, Wisconsin. Appleton, Wisconsin, you're up, baby. Thick Boy Tour is coming this Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, I have one show, Shop and Friends, L.A. Y'all saw the last show, Chris D'Elia, Theo Vaughn, David Spade, Michael Rapport. We bring in heat. We're back September 13th, one night only, one show, 8 p.m., Hollywood Improv. So come get some L.A. And then back on the tour, Ontario, California, my favorite clubs, Ontario Improv, September 15th through the 17th. Then I end September's tour dates in Boston, one of my favorite places on earth. My son's named Boston, for that matter. Uh, Boston is September 29th through October 1st at Laugh Boston. That bad bitch about to sell out. So get your tickets right now at thickboy.com. And they just added San Jose and Salt Lake City in October. So get you some. Uh, the hat you see me rocking right now. There might be a few left. This is the Mike Stud Thick Boy Collection. That's on Mike Stud's website. The Mike Stud uh, Save a Horse Ride a Thick Boy collab with myself um, on his website is sold out, but they're going to restock them very soon. But then also with mine, the Mike Stud Save a Horse Ride a Thick Boy shirt and hat is available only on tour in person. So I will have them with me in person on tour Alberton, Ontario, Boston, Europe, thickboy.com. See you guys soon. Thanks for watching. Be nice to each other. Like, subscribe, do all that shenanigans. I just launched a new YouTube channel. It's the Brendan Shop Comedy Channel. So Thick Boy is just for the fight news and fight-related stuff. And then the Brendan Shop is all stand-up. You get every week new stand-up material from Green Room Diaries, which I write the day I come into the freaking city. You get clips from both of my specials. You get uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. You're getting new clips, new videos, all freaking weekend long, man. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Go like, subscribe to that channel as well for all my stand-up. Love you guys. Be nice to each other. Appleton, see you this weekend. I'm out.